when I started my seminary formation at Northwestern Seminary, one of the noticeable traits in most Americans is smile. You know, you meet someone on the hallway or walkways or at the store or anywhere, you notice a beam of smile. Now, the other thing is whether actually it is a fake smile, perhaps to give you your space, or to those any harm coming from you against them, or whether it is genuine to offer you peace. That's another thing. But I always want to presume it is a smile that comes from within, from the bottom of our hearts, a smile that is healthy, a smile that radiates the pure love of God. It is often said that uh, a smile is a sign of peace, or peace begins with a smile. And we gather today, the fourth Sunday of Advent, already we lighted the last candle, and it, it is the candle of peace. So the hallmark of smile is that peace that heals, a peace that recreates, a peace that is godly. When you look at a baby, you see how babies radiate that intensive or aesthetic uh, smile that is godly, that is recreating, and also that is therapeutic. So the Lord has come to offer us this peace. You remember, after the Lord's prayer, our Father, the priest goes on to say other prayers. The prayer is called embolism, by the way. So in the embolism, you will hear, passem relinquo verbis, passem meam do verbis. That is, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. That is taken from uh, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, uh, I think from 27, when Christ, after his resurrection, met his disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. So my peace I give you, not as the world do offer peace, so that peace is not just absence of trouble, but my peace I give you. This offering of peace is what we see also in the Mass. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. And before the reception of communion, we also sing Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And the last one is grant us peace. And so the Lord has come once again to offer us his peace. In the first reading, if you listen very well, the last word there, she said, and he shall be peace. He shall be peace. And in the second reading, the author of the letter to the Hebrews offers us that through the reconciliation, that is through the sacrifice of himself on the cross, Christ has come to reconcile, to bring all nations into the peace of his kingdom. Paul, in his letter to Colossians, I think chapter 1, he said, In him is the fullness of God placed to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, again, making peace by the blood of his cross. 
So through that single sacrifice on the cross, now the sacrifice of old is renewed. Now we have a new covenant in his blood ratified so that we can experience his peace. And this message of peace begins with the message of the angel, the Annunciation, as we read in the Gospel. The angel Gabriel came to Mary, bringing this message of peace to all of us. So we can become, like the angel, messengers of peace, first to ourselves and then to our troubled society. You may want to highlight or know that in the story of visitation, which is the second joyful mystery, the visitation of our blessed mother to Elizabeth, the English translation of what we read today, a kind of do not bring out the real meaning of what is going on there, and of course, what God wants you and I to reflect on, on this day of peace and reconciliation and of course, raising us up. So, the reading begins, in those days, Mary arose and with haste. These are the two things that I want to highlight for all of us. Mary arose, the Greek word that brings out the meaning of what is going on there is anastasis or anastasis, that is to be raised up or to rise up or even to resurrect, or to be lifted up. Mary arose and with haste, with haste that is spouted, with eagerness, with diligence, or with a hurry. So, rising or rising is what the Lord is intentionally playing out in the history of salvation for all of us. And that is why Mary will say, the Lord has looked on the lowliness of his servant. Now she's been lifted up for all of us. And henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. That is the raising up. And in his public ministry, we see how Christ intentionally raised up not only us, but those who were sick. The Lord has come. That is the peace to raise all of us up. All of us up. In his letter to Philippians, Paul will highlight, and God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above all other names. And he is inviting us to share in this raising up to get us out, like the Greek word meaning lifting one up or rising up from a seat or where one is said to be dead. So one can be active in motion just like our blessed mother, who, upon receiving the message of the angel, she did not go to post it on social media, on Facebook, on Twitter, or Instagram. Rather, you know, that privilege of being the mother of God, you can imagine what it is if you receive that kind of news of, you know, glad news or message. Uh, we always like being human. The instinct is to go out and share, perhaps on social media, on Facebook. Rather, she went on to serve, bringing the message of peace, not only to Elizabeth, there were other people, of course, who journeyed with her. And for those who have been to uh, Jerusalem or Israel, you know the miles that you will walk 
or travel or even drive from uh, Bethlehem to uh, Jerusalem to bring that message across nations, across different cities and people and nations and tongues and tribes. So she arose in motion going with that message of peace to bring to our blessed Lord, to bring to Elizabeth, her cousin. And of course we know because of this message of peace, when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the child leapt for joy. That's also another pointer of Mary being the new Ark of the Covenant. You remember in the Old Testament, second book of Samuel, chapter 6, when the Ark of the Covenant was being taken to the temple, David danced in recognition of the Ark of the Covenant and the great power of God. Now in the New Testament, Mary bearing the child becomes the new Ark of the Covenant. And even John the Baptist, recognizing the greatness of the one, leapt for joy. So in his presence, we come to experience that fullness of peace and joy that comes and that flows from the Ark of the Covenant. The Lord has come to give us his peace. The song we sang, Lord, let us see your face. Let us turn to you and we shall be saved. We do not have to find our salvation, our solution elsewhere. We can seek for help and all of that, but it is only in him that we can be saved. So the gospel of today and all the message of peace challenges you and I, one, to become like the angel who brought the good news to Mary. In our time, to those who are lonely, those who are oppressed, perhaps through our visit, phone calls, text messages, or even with gifts, especially in this time of uh, Christmas. To those who are unloved, many people have no one to love them. And as Christians, we are called, like Mary, to carry this message of peace to those who thirst and long for love. Or the outcast, those who feel that they do not belong. Or on the other side of the margin, to extend our hand of friendship, of love, of charity to them. Those who are broken-hearted, like Elizabeth, who waited for many years just to have a child. We can find people broken-hearted to bring this message of upliftment, to raise them up, to comfort them with even what we say, simply, that is annunciation. And that is what the church tells us at the end of every mass. Go and announce again the good news. Paul, in his letter to Romans, I think chapter 10, will tell us how beautiful are the feet of them that bring the gospel of peace, good news. So the message of peace, which is intentionally the plan of God, endures forever because Jesus Christ, as we know, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. 
thing, Hebrews chapter 13. So the plan of peace in Jeremiah chapter 11, 29, I know the plans that I have for you, plan for peace and prosperity. It is still on and ongoing. We are the messengers to bring this gospel of peace first to ourselves and then to our troubled world. That is being an angel in our own time. Second, to be like Mary, to seek for help. You know, Mary was confused. How is this going to be? She reached out to her cousin, elderly, to discuss what was going on. We do not have to sit or be closed up within ourselves when we are troubled or burdened or do not understand what is going on around us. Reach out and seek for help. And as we seek for help elsewhere, remember, it is his face that will save us, just like Mary. So as we gather to celebrate today's fourth Sunday of Advent, the Sunday of peace, we pray, like St. Paul, we pray towards the end of his letter to Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, may the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times. May the Lord of peace himself give you his peace at all times and in all situations. May this be our prayer today through Christ our Lord. Amen. And if you know this song, we can sing together. He raised me up. And when I'm down, I'm so troubled. And when I'm down, and all my soul so weary. When troubles come, and my heart burden be. Until you come, I'm wait here in the silence. Until you come, and sit a while with me, everybody. He raised me up so I can stand on mountain. He raised me up to walk on stormy sea. I am strong when I walk on your shoulder. He raised me up more than I can be. Amen.